Greetings, Radiant Fire Radio. This is your host, Christopher, and we're going to be back doing some more of the analysis of Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin. I want you to listen very carefully because there's a lot of things that Putin goes forth and puts into his dialogue that he's having with Tucker Carlson. As I have been saying all along, Putin has been trying to instruct and educate so that war can be avoided. The segment that we're going to start out with tonight, it finishes the piece of understanding who is really in control of what goes on in Ukraine. Listen to what he says. Let's get started with this. They reached a very high stage of coordination of positions in a complex process, but still they were almost finalized. But after we withdrew our troops from Kiev, as I have already said, the other side threw away all these agreements and obeyed the instructions of Western countries, European countries and the United States to fight Russia to the bitter end. Moreover, the president of Ukraine has legislated a ban on negotiating with Russia. He signed a decree forbidding everyone to negotiate with Russia. But how are we going to negotiate if he forbade himself and everyone to do this? We know that he is putting forward some ideas about this settlement, but in order to agree on something, we need to have a dialogue. Is that not right? Well, but you wouldn't be speaking to the Ukrainian president, you'd be speaking to the American president. When was the last time you spoke to Joe Biden? I cannot remember. So, here is, again, my grief, uh, pet peeve, with Tucker Carlson. Vladimir Putin just laid out that Ukraine made a decree that no one could negotiate with them. No one was to uh, try to make any kind of deals. Vladimir Putin says, how are we going to get everything settled? Let me take a step back, because the question before this was, what are you doing to try to make sure that there's peace? And Vladimir Putin responds, it's not me that is avoiding peace. It is Ukraine being instructed by the United States, the other European countries, who are refusing to negotiate. They're refusing to even come to the table. What am I supposed to do? So he answered the question that Tucker Carlson put forth. And then Tucker Carlson is like, well, you can't really talk to Ukraine. What do you, you're, Tucker, you just proved what he said. You just proved what he said. This sovereign state, this sovereign country of Ukraine is being puppeted and controlled by the United States. So Tucker Carlson asked him, he said, when was the last time you talked to 
United States. Putin says he doesn't remember. Carlson gives that silly laugh, grin thing that he does. And Putin is very adamant. It's not his job. It's not his responsibility to to set up things. Listen further. When I talk to him, I do not remember. We can look it up. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> no. Why? Do I have to remember everything? I have my own things to do. We have domestic political affairs. Well, he's funding the war that you're fighting, so I would think that would be memorable. Well, yes, he funds, but I talked to him before the special military operation, of course. And I said to him then, by the way, I will not go into details, I never do, but I said to him then, I believe that you are making a huge mistake of historic proportions by supporting everything that is happening there, in Ukraine, by pushing Russia away. I told him, told him repeatedly, by the way. I think that would be correct if I stop here. What did he say? <sighs> ask him, please. It is easier for you, you are a citizen of the United States. Go and ask him. It is not appropriate for me to comment on our conversation. But, but, but you haven't... If he was really trying to start trouble, wouldn't you think Vladimir Putin would go ahead and spill the beans and say whatever was said to him? Have, have, have you thought about that? key point again the characterizations that they have put against Putin are not lining up he's very strategic he's very calm he's not agitated he's given direct answers but he's pointing to the truth that the United States is responsible for the reason why this war is still going on in Ukraine. I've spoken to him since before February of 2022. No, we haven't spoken. Certain contacts are being maintained though. Speaking of which, do you remember what I told you about my proposal to work together on a missile defense system? Yes. You can ask all of them. All of them are safe and sound, thank God. The former president, Condoleezza, is safe and sound, and I think Mr. Gates and the current director of the intelligence agency, Mr. Burns, the then ambassador to Russia, in my opinion, are very yes. successful ambassador. They were all witnesses to these conversations. Ask them. Same here, if you are interested in what Mr. President Biden responded to me, ask him. At any rate, I talked to him about it. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested, but from the outside it seems like this could devolve or evolve into something that brings the entire world into conflict and could um, initiate some, a nuclear launch. And so why don't you just call Biden and say, let's work this out? What's there to work out? It's very simple. I repeat, we have contacts through various agencies. I will tell you what we are saying on this matter and what we are conveying to the US leadership. Listen carefully. If you really want to stop fighting, 
you need to stop supplying weapons. It will be over within a few weeks. That's it. And then we can agree on some terms. Before you do that, stop. What's easier? Why would I call him? What should I talk to him about? Or beg him for what? And, and what messages do you get back? You're going to deliver such and such weapons to Ukraine? Oh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, please don't. <laughs> that was smooth for Putin. He's pretty much said, I'm not going to beg you. I've asked. If you really, really, United States want to stop what's going on with this war, stop giving them money. They don't have the money to stand and supply the weapons, uh, the food for the troops, the resources, the infrastructure. We are responsible for supplying all of that. We're interfering within the inner workings of a nation and we do not really understand what's going on all we know is what our press is trying to tell us and keep concealed and we're in a bad position we are in a seriously bad position because we're depleting our own resources by supplying Ukraine with the weapons and the infrastructure that they're using to fight a war against someone has who has vast resources and I get very upset when I listen at the uh, commentators and read the different stories that are coming out saying that Russia is poor Russia has no resources. Russia sent the worst tank that they possibly could send, the only one that they had that was falling apart. What you fail to understand is that Russia's equipment is equal to or better than ours. You know, I'm going to go back to the movie Top Gun, too. And this is something that. that it bothers me because we as the United States used to be able to say we had the best of everything. We had the best military equipment. We had the best military. And I love the troops. I'm a, I'm a military brat, so I'm not talking or coming against them. I'm not doing a Colin Kaepernick on you. What I want you to understand is Things have changed. They've changed because the people within our government, the people who are working behind the scenes, are doing everything to cut our power, cut our resources, cut our infrastructures down to where we have nothing. This is dangerous on so many different levels because now we can bully and, and beat our chest and act like we're the you know the superpower but the reality is we don't have the things that we used to have we don't have the best equipment our troops 
God bless them, they're not being trained the way that they used to be trained. We have lost troops in uh, top-level leaders and, and people who are in the upper uh, upper echelons of the military due to what's been going on with the vaccine. And many people walked away because they were not going to take the vax. And because of that, we lost some really, really good people. We lost that knowledge, that institutional knowledge that went out the door with those people. You know, we were laughing at the uh, Ukrainians because we had to send people over there to train them to use the tanks and the equipment that we had our, our own selves. And how are they going to fight a battle with, with equipment and weapons that they have never used? And we have to send people over there to, to instruct them and train them to how to turn the things on. So the equipment that we're sending over there is not as good as it should be. You, you, you got to think long term. You got to look at this from the, from a different perspective of we are the best because we are not the best. And like I was saying, this was brought out. This was like a big red flag in Top Gun 2 because he said we're fighting fifth generation uh, weapons and bombers with antiquated equipment. That's a problem. That's a problem. And no one is doing anything about it. What is there to talk about? Do you think NATO is worried about this becoming a global <clears throat> war or a nuclear conflict? At least that's what they're talking about. And they're trying to intimidate their own population with an imaginary Russian threat. This is an obvious fact. And thinking people, not Philistines, but thinking people, analysts, those who are engaged in real politics, just smart people, understand perfectly well that this is a fake. They're trying to fuel the Russian threat. The threat I think you're referring to is a Russian invasion of Poland, Latvia, expansionist behavior. Is, can you imagine a scenario where you sent Russian troops to Poland? Only in one case, if Poland attacks Russia. Why? Because we have no interest in Poland, Latvia or anywhere else. Why would we do that? You notice the language that Tucker used, expansionist ideology. Russia does not have an expansionist ideology. Listen, listen to what he's telling us. He said, he just said himself, the only way that they would go into Poland is if Poland attacked them first. He's not the man that they're painting him to be. He's not the, the evil dictator that they have ruled him in the press to be. You gotta pay attention. 
We simply don't have any interest. It's just threat-mongering. Well, the argument, I know you know this, is that, well, he invaded Ukraine, he has territorial aims across the continent, and you're saying unequivocally you don't. A lot of patience from Putin. But I don't understand the line of questioning from Carlson because he goes back to this expansionist thing. He's trying to take over the whole world. He got Crimea. He's going to Ukraine. You're missing the point, Tucker. The point is they called him. They cried out to him and said, we need help against these people who are coming against our Russian heritage. This is all this has ever been about. If you read the, spe the original speech from uh, 2022 in February, this is all Vladimir Putin has been saying from the very beginning. It is absolutely out of the question. You just don't have to be any kind of analyst. It goes against common sense to get involved in some kind of a global war. And a global war will bring all humanity to the brink of destruction. It's obvious. There are certainly means of deterrence. They have been scaring everyone with us all along. Tomorrow Russia will use tactical nuclear weapons. Tomorrow Russia will use that. No, the day after tomorrow. Listen. So what? In order to extort additional money from US taxpayers and European taxpayers in the confrontation with Russia in the Ukrainian theater of war. Come on. The goal is to weaken Russia as much as possible. One of uh, our senior United States senators from the state of New York, Chuck Schumer, said yesterday, I believe, that we have to continue to fund the Ukrainian effort or U.S. soldiers, citizens could wind up fighting there. How do you assess that? This is a provocation and a cheap provocation at that. I do not understand why American soldiers should fight in Ukraine. There are mercenaries from the United States there. The bigger number of mercenaries comes from Poland, with mercenaries from the United States in second place and mercenaries from Georgia in third place. Well, if somebody has the desire to send regular troops, that would... Look at the confusion on, on uh, Carlson's face. Look how confused he is. Certainly bring humanity to the brink of very serious global conflict. This is obvious. Do the United States need this? What for? Thousands of miles away from your national territory. Don't you have anything better to do? You have issues on the border, issues with migration, issues with the national debt more than 33 trillion dollars you have nothing better to do so you should fight in ukraine wouldn't it be better to negotiate with russia make an agreement already understanding the situation that is developing today 
realizing that Russia will fight for its interests to the end, and realizing this, actually return to common sense, start respecting our country and its interests, and look for certain solutions. It seems to me that this is much smarter and more rational. Yes, it Who blew is. up Nord Stream? So, listen at the things that he just said. Again, we're not looking for war. We're not looking to have global war. Why is the United States trying to have a war with us? Why, why are you suggesting, Tucker Carlson, that if we don't quit, you're going to send American troops over here to Ukraine to fight us? It's unnecessary. It doesn't need to go that far. It does not need to go that far. But America will not get out and stop interfering with what's going on with Ukraine. So now Tucker Carlson, again, I, I really feel like something happened because he jumps to this next silly question that he's about to ask. Who blew up Nord Stream pipeline? Why would you not do your own research? Listen at the truth of how everything laid itself out. Tucker, listen. Here we go. <laughs> you for sure. I was busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, it, do you have? Do you have? Uh, I did not blow up the first stream. Thank you. You personally may have an alibi, but the CIA has no such alibi. <laughs> do, do you have evidence that NATO or the CIA did it? You know, I won't get into details, but people always say in such cases, look for someone who is interested. That's right. But in this case, we should not only look for someone who is interested, but also for someone who has capabilities. That's right. Because there may be many people interested, but not all of them are capable of sinking to the bottom of the Baltic Sea and carrying out this explosion. These two components should be connected. Who is interested and who is capable of doing it? But I'm confused. I mean, that's the biggest act of industrial terrorism ever, and it's the largest emission of CO2 in, in history. Okay, so if you had evidence, and presumably given your security services, your intel services, you would, that NATO, the US, CIA, the West did this, why wouldn't you present it and win a propaganda victory? <laughs> Now listen very carefully how Putin answers this. Very carefully. And, and this is the problem that is going on in the United States today. Our press, our journalists have been taken over by our government. Listen. In the war of propaganda, it is very difficult to defeat the United States, 
because the United States controls all the world's media and many European media. The ultimate beneficiary of the biggest European media are American financial institutions. Don't you know that? So it is possible to get involved in this work, but it is cost-prohibitive, so to speak. We can simply shine the spotlight on our sources of information, and we will not achieve results. It is clear to the whole world what happened, and even American analysts talk about it directly. It's true. Yes, I, but, but here's a question you may be able to answer. You worked in Germany, famously. Um, the Germans clearly know that their NATO partner did this, but they and it damaged their economy greatly. It may never recover. Why are they being silent about it? That's very confusing to me. Why wouldn't the Germans say something about it? Listen to this. <laughs> this also confuses me. But today's German leadership is guided by the interests of the collective West rather than its national interests. Otherwise, it is difficult to explain the logic of their action or inaction. Putin just said, it doesn't make any sense that the people who were going to benefit the most from this pipeline, where's their screaming? Where's their crying? Where is their upsetness? Upsetness is not a word. Where is their outrage at their pipeline being blown up? Other than the fact that they know it was the United States that did it, and they're not going to come against the United States. Something is wrong with what's going on. And, and to the degree that we have this much corruption, that we're, that a whole country is not saying anything to us in retaliation for us blowing up their pipeline, something's off. After all, it is not only about Nord Stream 1, which was blown up, and the Nord Stream 2 was damaged. But one pipe is safe and sound, and gas can be supplied to Europe through it. But Germany does not open it. We are ready, please. There is another route through Poland, called Yamal Europe, which also allows for large flow. Poland has closed it, but Poland packs from the German hand, it receives money from the pan-European funds, and Germany is the main donor to these pan-European funds. Germany feeds Poland to a certain extent, and they close their route to Germany. Why? I don't understand. Ukraine, to which the Germans supply weapons and give money. Germany is the second sponsor of the United States in terms of financial aid to Ukraine. There are two gas routes through Ukraine. They simply closed one route, the Ukrainians. Open the second route and please get gas from Russia. They do not open it. Why don't the Germans say? Look guys, we give you money and weapons. Open up the valve, please. Let the gas from Russia pass through for us. We are buying liquefied gas at exorbitant prices in Europe. Which brings the level of our competitiveness and economy in general down to zero. Do you want us to give you money? Let us have the decent existence, make money for our economy, because this is where the money we give you comes from.
Doesn't he sound like a capitalist? Doesn't he sound like somebody who's who's who has changed their position from the government has to take care of you to we want to freely exchange money back and forth in order to have the things that we need? The picture that's been painted about Vladimir Putin is incorrect. And going back to him and what he said, we're the greatest propaganda. We control the media in New York. We control the media around the world. There has to be an awakening within the people today. If you don't come to an understanding, come to grips with the things that are going on, the things that our government is doing against us, you're going to seriously miss what's happening. This isn't all Vladimir Putin. He had nothing to do with the things that are going on. And this is a very, very good point that he made. Germany's not upset. Europe is not upset. Why Why is the rest of Europe not screaming and hollering? Because they have no oil. They have no ability to heat their homes. Think about these things. Christopher, Radiant Fire Radio, we're going to pick this up again, and we're going to get more insight as to what's going on. Even though Tucker Carlson should have been doing this, he should have been all over this telling you, I'll, I'll help him out. Thank you for listening. This has been Christopher, Radiant Fire Radio. Be blessed. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>